Welcome to Unity of Tucson. Thank you. And thank you. That's um, it's a song I have wanted to sing for years, and I just never quite got it together until today. I'm going to start with some of the lyrics of the song. I am not a stranger to the dark. Hide away, they say, because we don't want your broken parts. I've learned to be ashamed of all my scars. This is a real uplifting new thought kind of song, isn't it? (laughs) There's a part of me You know, obviously, I don't want to affirm that challenge. I don't want to affirm that that our past hurts. I don't want to affirm that the scars or the bruises that we carry are necessary for the forward momentum of our life. That's not what I want to affirm. But what I want to affirm is this, that we are here and we get to choose how to be as we move forward. And irrespective of any of that past stuff where we may have been told to hide away, where we may have been told we don't want your broken parts, where we may have learned to feel shame around whatever scars we may be carrying, none of that matters in the here and now moment. We get to decide how to proceed. I want you to just for a moment Check in with yourself for some point, some time in your life when you may have felt less than. We're not going to live there forever. I'm just inviting you to check in for a moment. What comes up for you? Because I have something that comes up real fast for me. Just check in. Is there any resonance in the lyrics of this song that maybe can allow you to move through that to something new, to stand up and say, this is me, irrespective of all that stuff. While it is a part of my past, I know who I am now. What are the things that make anyone feel less than? Whatever they are, however they show up for you, in whatever way they show up for you, I want to remind you that everyone you encounter, and this is going someplace, everyone you encounter is a reflection of your consciousness. And so if you root yourself in those broken parts, you know what's going to happen? The people that show up are going to be reflections and reminders of the brokenness. But if you decide on something new, it may be the same people that show up, but they will not be the reminders of your brokenness. They will be reminders of the truth of your being, which is love and light. I like to remember this by acknowledging this. I am you. The title of today's message. I am you. I see the face of love 
in every single person I encounter, but I worked to get there because it was not always easy. There were people I could look at and go, oh, I don't see the face of love in that person. <laughs> it is a constant practice. It is a practice that I am constantly engaging in life. How about you? Can you look at I mean, it's easy, I'll tell you, it's easy. We looked around the room earlier, right? It's easy to see the face of love and everybody who's present in this room because we're all working through a considerably similar paradigm where this is what we are here to understand and know. But do you look at people on television? I'm not going to get into who it might be. But do you look at people on television and know the same truth about them that you carry for the people who are in this room? I am you. I see the face of love. I see the face of infinite consciousness. I see the face of God in everyone. And when I see that and understand that as the core construct from which all is flowing forth, that is what I am met with. The only way, now, I, I'm going to acknowledge something that happened last week a little bit in last week's message because the only way that we experience any of this is subjectively. I talked about truth last week. I talked about objective truth. I talked about subjective truth, and I talked about absolute truth. And what I'm talking about right now is absolute truth. I am you. For me, that is an absolute truth. But note that I prefaced that by saying, for me. So I am taking the absolute and making it subjective for myself. It's the only way that we can truly understand the absolute truth is by making it subjective. And everybody will have a different approach or idea around how the absolute truth unfolds for each and every one of them. There are as many ways of expressing absolute truth as there are unique individuals in this universe. And so the only way to understand it is subjectively. It is a major paradox in the study of new thought principles. People are very challenged by this. The, the, the study of new thought principles is ultimately a study of consciousness, and here's the paradox, you ready? Consciousness is everything there is, so any way you try to define it will fall short because the definition in itself is a phenomenon of consciousness rather than the other way around. I talk about this a lot. Essentially what this is saying is this power, this presence is ineffable. It is unknowable. There is no way to accurately describe it or talk about it without fundamentally limiting it in our own minds. How do you express and experience the unlimited when your construct is subjectively limited? It's a challenge. Here's how I choose to step forth in that. I understand ultimately, I am you. And I keep rooting myself back to that. So I'm going to invite us all to let ourselves off the hook for the challenges we sometimes face in understanding these principles. Let yourself off the hook. It's a lot of stuff. I've been studying this for 15 years, and there's still plenty that I get confused by and don't know. But you know what? I maintain the study. And that's what has become prevalent in my life and changing my life for the better, is staying in the practice. We don't have to know the allness. We don't have to know it. Let's allow ourselves to root into the feeling 
of it. So I'm going to go back to this one thing. Ready? I am you. I am you. And I'm going to break this down in relationship to today's topics from divine audacity. And we're going to start with this. Ready? That is a complete sentence. These are the two most powerful words in the English language. And these words set the course and the tone of our experience of life. And they are directly related to the power, one of the powers we're talking about today, the power of will. What will you be in this world? So let's talk about what is will. This is Charles Fillmore. Will is the executive faculty of the mind and carries out the edicts of the I am. Will is the executive faculty of the mind and carries out the edicts of the I am. Have you ever experienced an executive in, their li in your life? <laughs> Executives, they know. They, have very, they are very clear and they move forward with action. They don't need to worry about trying to figure it out, they know. Will is the executive faculty of the mind. Will is the place in mind that knows and knows that it knows. It is essentially a driving force for the creation of our experience. It is that inner drive. <clears throat> it is an activating factor, the cause in the law of cause and effect, and it flows forth as the effects of our lives. That's will. Will is very powerful. And sometimes we misuse will. Who will you be today? Who will you be today? Who will you be in this moment? The reason that we can misuse the power of will is because we are using it mostly tacitly, that is, below the level of awareness. But we can, here's the good news, we can engage it explicitly. Now, the tacit use of will are all those thoughts, those willy-nilly thoughts that are working and letting themselves be known in the subconscious that are showing up as the expression of our lives. But the explicit use, the activated use of will in our lives can override any of that stuff at the level of the subconscious, below that level of awareness. And there is a very powerful tool that we teach to activate will in our lives. It is called affirmative prayer. And I, because of my background, I say affirmative prayer treatment because it is a treatment of my own mind. So affirmative prayer treatment is a specific use of mind rooted in will that flows forth and is utilizing the infinite consciousness. And what it does is it particularizes consciousness into actuality. Those are big words, aren't they? <laughs> Basically, the way we utilize prayer is the way that we create the actual experiences of our life. That's what I mean when I say it particularizes consciousness into actuality. 
It is not beseeching. It is not hope. It is not begging. It is none of those things. That is not what I'm talking about. Affirmative prayer treatment is activating the power of will. It is not hoping. It is knowing and aligning with the infinite truth of the infinite I am. And that is the core expression of each and every one of us, the infinite I am. When we finish our prayer treatment, affirmative prayer treatment within the New Thought philosophy, frequently you will, you'll, hear, you'll hear religious scientists finish the treatment by saying, and so it is. And I hear a mix in unity of some will say, they will just say, and so it is. Some will say, amen. Many of them will say, and so it is, amen. I hear it. Uh, plethora. You know what? Um, here's the thing. And so it is means the same thing as amen. Amen means so be it. It is so. That's what it means. So we're basically utilizing the same language and affirming. There's another great one, and Marvis is here. <laughs> Marvis brought this to my, my attention. Now, I have done some research into this. This is an unsta- uh, unsubstantiated etymology that is sort of folklore, but I'm going to take it as my truth. That's how I'm going to take it, because I love what this says. It is this. There is an Aramaic-rooted word that we use sometimes, and that word is abracadabra. Abracadabra. You know what abracadabra, basically the root of that in Aramaic is? I will create as I speak. I will create as I speak. So we could very easily end our prayer treatments by saying, abracadabra. (laughs) Certainly lightens it up, right? Because we can take our prayers very seriously. (laughs) The expression and experience of life, I think, should be enjoyed. So if you choose from this point forward to say, abracadabra, I will think nothing of it other than good for you. To say, I am, is the power of will working through you. So when we are in prayer, and we teach specific methods for prayer, we teach specific methods for prayer that are all designed to get us into alignment with the I am that I am. So what are you activating in your life? That's your will. That is your will that is unfolding, and it is rooted in divine will. And if I were to say, so I'm going to anthropomorphize God just a little bit here. If I were to say that there was any sense of divine will, God's will, the divine will for each and every one of us is to love and create. That's it. Because creation is an act of love. So that is all God is wanting for us if we are ever to say that God is wanting anything for us. So what are you activating, utilizing that infinite power of creation? Are you activating these thoughts? If you say, I am, I am joyful. How about that as an activation? How frequently do you say to yourself, I am joyful? Now, couple that with this idea. How frequently do you affirm for yourself, I am challenged? Which one bears more weight, and which one do you utilize more frequently in your life? I am hurt. Ever use that one? I have. I've used all of these. Here's my favorite. I am magnificent. I am. And so it is. Amen. Abracadabra. 
Now, just to, there's a caveat. And, and, and it's a great way of understanding how will is utilized in our life. Will itself, as an activating power, is rooted in a sense of ease. This is one of the things that I carry. It's rooted in a sense of ease, an inner acknowledgement. And it is differentiated from willpower, which can show up as coercion. It can show up as manipulation of the law of cause and effect. And you know what? Both are effective in creation. Will, the ease of will, and the challenge of willpower. Both will create. Here's what I have come to discover. Anything created by will easily maintains itself in my experience. Anything created by willpower, and like I said, you can create through willpower. You ready? I'm going to create through willpower. I'm holding on to this through willpower. This life that I want to live. Oh, I'm getting exhausted now. Okay, I don't think I can hold on to this much longer. This is not very easeful. Okay. And you know what happens when you let go of the willpower? Whatever it is you created dissipates. So ease is a construct of divine will. Let us create through ease. Let us let go of any core beliefs that we have to create through coercion or manipulation or challenge. So what would you like to create today? Activate the will. Activate that will. Engage that will. You ready for this? Through the next power we're talking about today. One of my favorites, imagination. Imagination, Linda Martello Whitsett says, is our powerful capacity to picture what can be. When we picture what can be, We set the tone for will to take over easily and create that in our lives. Imagination is so magnificent. I love to utilize my imagination. How active is your imagination these days? I say these days because I look at that in comparison to how active my imagination was when I was a kid. My poor dad, my dad is in the back of the room. He helps out with the technical aspects of the service. And he can tell you that there were days when he would come home from work and my imagination would have taken over and I would have created entire worlds out of, you know, fabric and lights and action figures and all kinds of stuff all over the living room. But that was the imagination taking over and allowing itself to show up in creation. How active is your imagination today? Do you have the imagination of a child? I like to think that I do sometimes, because that was a really great time for me. How about you? Was there a point that we came to at some place in life where a belief took root that an act of imagination was not necessary? Perhaps it's because the fundamental idea is that we had to become practical. We had to grow up at some point. Had to become practical. And it was in that moment that we became less inclined to make things up. Imagination is a powerful, powerful tool because it unlimits our potential. It unlimits our possibility. Without imagination, there is no progress. We will be relegated to sameness 
in the expression of our lives. It took imagination to expand the limitations of what we believed to develop equations that allowed the building of ships to sail across the sea to the development of industry. This is all rooted in imagination. It took imagination to allow the revolution of computing so that we can all walk around like zombies looking at our phones, which maybe is killing the imagination now. But you get to decide how you choose to be moving forward. Without imagination, we might still be looking at the shadows on those cave walls without questioning them. Imagination is the thing that got us to turn around and see the light and understand that those shadows are made up. When we left behind a belief in the supremacy of the shadow, we brought forth the understanding of this, and this takes me right back to the talk title, but formatted a little differently. I am you, which is really this. It's all made up. Everything we experience is made up. It is made up first in mind, and then it shows up in our experience. So if you're ready to create something new in your life, make something new up. Utilize your imagination rooted in will to create. That's what I want you to take away today. I want you to let yourself off the hook. Let your decisions be born of an infinite imagination activated by will. And remember that it is all made up. That is taking a step into boldness. That is taking a step into being divinely audacious. You are the point of power from which all of this flows forth. You make it all up. So make up the most magnificent life you can imagine. Namaste. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.